Thanks for tuning in to your day off podcast, hosted by your boys, Corey and Tony. I think by the end of today, I might have another best friend. They're committed to making you fall in love with the hair industry, one podcast at a time. Uh, you're going to grab a lot of information. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot. Presented by Hair Industry and powered by Schedulicity. Without further ado, should we do? Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Your day off podcast will begin after a word from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Introducing Norm Self-Checkout for All. Do you often find yourself in a tizzy with a credit card reader? Or perhaps tiptoeing around tipping etiquette? Maybe even paying scandalously steep card not present fees? Norm is here to solve it all. Think of Norm as payment simplified. No card reader for you. No wallet for your client. Instead, patrons pay and tip you straight from their phones. Checkout details are carried through the ether by either a text message or QR code. Your client receives a notification and pays with their previously saved card details. All they have to do is add a grand, luxurious gratuity. And all available with one low rate as a part of Schedulicity Pay. Try Norm Self Checkout for All. Safe, secure, and shockingly simple. Find out how using Norm can increase tips, speed up payment, and free you from unreliable card readers all at one low rate. Visit paywithnorm.com. Hello, everyone. My name is Jerry Natuno, CEO and founder of Schedulicity, and we're proud to bring you this amazing podcast. Thanks for tuning in to your day off podcast hosted by your boys, Corey and Tony. I think by the end of today, I might have another best friend. They're committed to making you fall in love with the hair industry one podcast at a time. Uh, you're going to grab a lot of information. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot. Presented by Hair Industry and powered by Schedulicity. Without further ado, should we do? Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Your day off podcast will begin after a word from our sponsors. Hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey and of course it's it with my best friend friend tony what's up buddy what's happening brothers nothing man i'm excited about today's podcast yeah you know it's like one of those podcasts where uh it just it validates confirms that you know that there's people like-minded people out there yeah there's no doubt it's actually kind of a cool it's a cool conversation because it's like full circle so so our guest today um our guest today met Nina Tulio from our podcast and we met her through Nina Tulio so so that is that, that's pretty exciting for me yeah it's pretty dope that's what that's what I'm saying so it, it's you know people like like her that listens to the podcast that uh just validates what we're doing and why we're doing it yeah, yeah. She uh, in pre-talk, she was talking about, um, you know, she started listening to the podcast because she was opening a salon and and she was looking for some kind of resource. So she looked to uh, our podcast for resource, but most importantly, she found Nina as a resource um, from our podcast. Which, you know, I, you guys can't see me, but like I'm I, I'm smiling with that with that with that inner gleam because that's even if they that's, could see you with that beard, they still couldn't see the smile. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt. <laughs> True story. True story. Um, yeah, but but it's just like you said, it kind of it, it validates, you know, why. Not validates i hate to use that word but you know it's just really cool i guess that that you know that that, that somebody has uh, used the podcast um to, to help their career and stuff yeah and and, and you know because everything that we do and why we do it and you know because we do love our industry and we yeah. you know what i mean we do it with 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 genuine uh you know like with the heart of giving and trying to make the industry better so and and by finding someone that that actually um found uh that kind of substance in our podcast it, it really just you know it makes me just it feels great you know it, it, yeah it really does you know but again we're anyways. two knuckleheads and you know to reach anybody outside of these walls is always still a little weird you know? as you can see i got my finger on this button waiting for you to <laughs> introduce her so uh so should we get in yeah <laughs> so miss dom de benedetto welcome to your day off hey guys hey did i nail it you did. 
Oh yes. All the pressure on me, man. I know. Like you've been saying it for years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like I was born to say it. Yeah. You stepped up. You stepped up. <laughs> pretty intense. Oh, Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. This is pretty intense. I'm I'm so excited. Intense. Come on. We're just like old friends, man. Yeah, but like it's that's very true. But like I was telling you guys before, like when you listen to these people in the industry that are, you know, have the paved the way for us. And we've been listening to them from them and learning from them. And, you know, for the, like the past, sometimes 15 years, like some of the people that you guys have had on, I've known about for years that I've taken classes with and, you know, to see what they've done to their career and then be sitting in the same seat that they're sitting in talking to you guys. Like that's, that's big. That's a big milestone for me. It's a big milestone. I think for people who are also listening that are leveling up in their careers or, you know, branching out, doing other things that they're not used to and, you know, becoming part of the digital world and connecting with all the people that they never thought they'd be able ever able to even talk to. I'm, I'm, I'm already digging it. So let's get into your story a little bit. So let's, let's go back. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? Well, I'm here in, you know, South Florida, Palm Beach County. Ooh, I'm headed there next week. Yeah, it's a nice place. It's very hot. Um, I've been here forever. I'm actually originally from Los Angeles, California, though. You were, you were born in L.A.? I was, yeah. How long before you guys moved to the, uh, to the, to the correct coast? Um, yeah. um, now we just lost half our <laughs> subscriber. Man. Yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> um, I moved here when I was like 11. My parents were in uh, real estate at the time. And, you know, Florida was just like exploding. Right. Um, and the price point was good for them because my dad wanted to live on the water. And in California, like that was no longer obtainable in the early 90s with the pricing being what it was. So we actually moved uh, to South Florida and uh, we did move on the water. And I've been here ever since. Grew up here. I mean, as an 11 year old, kind of how was that move, you know, to, to, you know, have to reinvent yourself and, and, and find new friends and hey, reinvent yourself. You don't even know who yourself is at 11. Well, you know, to be completely honest and, you know, to be completely candid, uh, we did move here, you know, for a, a, their business move. But both of my parents at the time were struggling with um, alcoholism and uh, my dad actually was a drug addict um, and my mom was a heavy drinker. and where we lived, um, that whole side of my mom's family was heavily into substance abuse. And I think my dad wanted to just get out. And, uh, we moved 3000 miles away to get out uh, or to break up those habits. Did it work? Did it, were they able to break the habit? No. Mm. Um, I think when we separated from everyone else doing the same thing, it really exacerbated and highlighted what their issues were. And the drinking got worse and the drugs got worse. And um, I mean, things just completely, you know, started to implode from the inside. Um, what's funny about my story is that it's not one of those that is like, oh, well, I lived in a bad neighborhood or I came from, you know, not nothing. You know, I didn't come from like a poor community, um, but I went to private school. Everything looked great up from the outside. Yeah. But things were happening inside that were just slowly leaking out and imploding. And, you know, things started to like kind of come out like in different ways, like school started to notice things were off. Um, we weren't able to, you know, friends, uh, parents didn't really want us like their their kids coming over our house. Just, you know, what I mean? things started to get very, very heavy. Did you have siblings? Yeah, it was me and my sister. Um, both of us grew up really, really, really fast. Mm. Um, and but the crazy part is, is it wasn't like nothing around us really changed. Like our we still lived in a really nice house. Um, it's just everything on the inside was exploding. Their marriage was very, very rocky. Um, obviously, you know, they both have, sus- you know, one is drinking, one is doing other things. Um, the marriage is, was just really rocky and being, you know, seven and 12 or 11 or nine or whatever, um, we can't leave. Right. So we're watching. Leave. I mean, that's your, that, that's your reality, right? I mean, yeah. it's not, you know, and, and you can't see another reality outside of that. This is, this is just, well, it's all, you know, right. School was our escape. Hmm. I actually, I, I understand that. 
you know, um, more than you may know. And I also understand like that perfect looking family, but, but things are tough on the inside. Yeah. I mean, they were doing a really good job of shattering the perfect look themselves um, because they were losing control of that because they were losing control. So them trying to be okay on the outside was, I mean, they were only fooling themselves. Were they ever able to get the help that they needed? Yeah. So my mom has been sober now for like 22 years and she's a fucking rock star. Right. That's awesome. You know what I mean? She's a CEO of a company that her and my sister own. Um, She's amazing. She worked the program. She still does go to AA meetings. I think, I mean, she's got a really good support. Um, Her and my dad actually did end up splitting up. My dad actually did pass away uh, in 2013 um, from, you know, just living really hard and it, eventually did keep you know catch up with him and he ended up passing away wow i wasn't expecting to go there man that's a that's 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 heavy stuff there dom but you know what though like i I look back and i'm just it's it's a distant memory but i i really do believe like that is what like fires me as like a a good leader um a good parent you know because i just i know what what can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and I can relate to that too. I mean, that, that's what like, you know, my dad's play, my dad's passed away too. Uh, and, but he's, he split when we were babies, you know? So growing up, um, you know, it's funny as when I became a parent, I knew all the things that I didn't want. I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I knew, I, knew, I might not know what I, how to do it or what I wanted to do, but I knew what I didn't want to do. I mean, right. for you, it was parent. just like, be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wake up. <laughs> it was a low bar for you. you know? <laughs> Don't leave. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, that's funny. That is funny. <laughs> I mean, you got to laugh about it. Yeah. I mean, we've cried our whole life. Now it's time to yeah, laugh. Yeah. Like I, now it's sometimes like I joke with my mom about some of these things and I'm like, well, you know, and, I, I, I do believe that, you know, she's repented and she's shown what she can do. And, you know, having two daughters, like being able to flip it like that. I mean, being able to pivot your entire life and make these huge mistakes in front of your daughters and be able to just be like, damn, look what I did now. Right. And that's my role model. You know what I mean? To have somebody go, you know, one say, you know, one end of the spectrum to the other and just turn everything around. Like there's nothing that this woman couldn't do. You know, that, that, that what's interesting about that is that there's so much respect for that and not, not just for your mom, but just for that switch. Like, like, like I know that, that Tony and I, we have a, we have a good friend and like when his kids were young, he was kind of a jerk, you know? And then, and then as, but, but sometime in his life, he realized that he had to change a little bit and he changed on a dime. And, and I have so much respect for that because one, it's just the most humbling kind of like position to be in, to be like, Oh, the problems are me, you know? And then, and to be able to stop, to, to slow down, to stop, and then to, and then to change direction is, is absolutely incredible and, and nothing but mad respect. And, and people see that, you know, and I think when you're young or when you're in it, you don't understand that it's actually, it's actually the 180 degree shift that you're going to make the, 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 that's most respected, not, not, not whatever. I don't know where I was going with that, but, but well, not necessarily what they did, but how they pivot from it. Like that goes away. Like yeah. those, those behaviors or, you know, those, you know, being an addict or being an alcoholic, you know what I mean? Being able to be like, I need to do a lot of work here and I have two kids watching me. So time is also a thing. And I got to show them that you can come back from this. That's, and and I I agree much respect and and it's beautiful. And congratulations to your mom. Yeah. Thanks. She's, she's, she's the boss. She's a boss. That's awesome. So at, at what age did you start um, thinking that you wanted to be a hairdresser? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, God. So, it, I mean, I, I feel even bad saying it, but it, this is how it, like I was supposed to go to like um, the community college or the state college here, which is like Florida Atlantic University. But my grades were great. You know what I mean? I could, I, I had um more than enough opportunity to go to the a good school. Um, but when I got there after high school, I'm like, this blows. I'm <laughs> bored as fuck. I, I'm going to slide by this. I'm probably going to cheat. Um, I'm not working with my hands. I'm not doing anything artistic. I'm not going to, 
uh, end up going to law school because I don't have the money for that, nor do I have the attention span. So I'm like, I got to get out of here. Um, I was telling my parents that I was going to college every day, but I really was waking up and like not going. Um, so I ended up actually, you know, coming clean and telling them like, Hey, listen, like, don't pay for this. Cause this is just, this is just, I, everything's going to be an incomplete. Um, I quit that, went back to, you know, working in restaurants, which I grew up doing, you know, waiting tables, whatever, basically doing nothing. Um, and my parents just like sat me down one day and they were like, listen, you're not going to be able to live here. Well, my mom said that you're not going to be able to live here and just wait tables. Like you got to go somewhere. You got to do something. So like the next day I went to the community colleges and was like, oh, beauty school. I'll just do that. So <laughs> that there wasn't like any drive or anything. You're like, nah, that, that seems like an easy thing to do. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I always liked, you know, beauty and fashion and stuff like that. I was like an eight, I was 18, you know, of course I, right. I like that kind of stuff, but like also it was like cheap. And my parents refused to pay for anything at the community college because I already wasted money at this college. So I had a credit card uh, when I was 18 and I just maxed it out for $5,000 to this local beauty school here. So was it a beauty school or was it like a, was it like a community college Community college with a vocational side? Like they offered cosmetology. Um, But uh, I went there and it was amazing like a light bulb went off. So like from day one, were you like, Oh, this is it. Or was it like yeah. or it took you a little bit of time? No, like, uh, I got there and I was like, Oh, this is awesome. I, I even liked what was in the textbook. I couldn't believe it. It had my attention. Um, it was like the first time I, my mom said to me, like on the fourth day was like, wow, you got off. You got up before your alarm. Oh, wow. Mm. I was like, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool like how when when you you know it's kind of like when you find your people you find you know the industry yeah. you're like this is where i belong you know yeah, I was like wow i'm gonna i'm like i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna be the best yeah. wow that is awesome it's so interesting to me how this is such a common thread you know through our <laughs> podcast it's like it's like our industry, you know, I mean, even us, you know, what would we be doing? I mean, you ever think about what we'd be doing if you weren't doing hair? Right. No, I don't know. Exactly. I, I know I that. No it, idea. I, I know what I would be doing. What? Staying home, dad. <laughs> Touche. It's a good gig. I know. I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> I need to buddy up with him. <laughs> yeah, I bet you would. <laughs> we're envious of that guy. Yeah, you ain't kidding. <laughs> so, you so you were fired up, huh? So you went into school and you got like wow. fired up? I was like a machine. It was like, I loved it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a lot of money. And my parents, like my, I even telling them that I was do, going to beauty school. That's what they called it. Or um, what are you going to do, Dom? You're just going to be a hairdresser? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And they're like, well, you know, you're going to just good luck to you because you're going to work like a dog the rest of your life. Like it wasn't there was no there wasn't encouragement there. There there was not, especially from my dad. He was like, oh, this is pathetic. And um, you think he was embarrassed by your choice? Absolutely. Absolutely. They both were a little bit. Um, my mom not, didn't really say much, but he, he definitely was very, uh, like vocal about, oh my God, this is a nightmare. Like, this is what you're going to do with yourself. Do you not, because at the time, you know, at that time in the early two thousands, like even in the late nineties, like hairdressers are not, we still don't get the, uh, the respect that our industry really deserves. Um, we don't, we didn't hear about, my parents didn't hear about, you know, hairdressers bringing in six figures that was unheard of. Right. So I'm like, yeah, no, like I got to do something. I'm going to, I'm going to make, I'm going to make six figures by the time I'm 25. Mm. I'm going to show them. That kind of determination and that kind of, you know what I mean? Focus, uh, that's Especially at that young, I mean, I, I think anything's possible in in our industry. But to to have that kind of laser focus at that young age is, you know, to me, because uh, I know I didn't have. I I was just loved doing hair. I didn't really have like a, that kind of monetary goal initially in the beginning. But 
but if you do being young, I mean, I, I mean, to you. yeah, don't, I mean, don't get me wrong though. Early twenties were, you know, early twenties. Yeah. Right. I was fired a couple of times. I came into work hungover. I, I, you know what I mean? Like I didn't have the drive yet. I had the license after I graduated, you know what I mean? But I didn't have like a plan. Right. You know, I always said I would love to be my own boss one day, but I, at that point, didn't know like how that was going to work. It was, was it more like, I want to be my own boss or I just don't want to work for somebody. Cause I think that we, we say we want to be our own boss, but it's really like, I don't want to work for somebody. I think it was probably both. Yeah. But I do know that I needed mentorship. Right. I, I needed, I needed structure. I needed polish. I mean, yeah, you can do hair all day, but there's so much more that goes into it to make yourself stand out in a community where you're, there's nothing but competition always everywhere. How long did it take you to get out of uh, beauty school? Uh, 12 months. Okay. So. 10 months, 10 months. I'm sorry. It was a 10 month program. Uh, five days a week, nine 30 to three 30, 1200, 1200 hours in South Florida, in Florida. In Florida. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, depending, I mean, they had different, they had different options of what you can do. Um, but I did the Monday through Friday gig, nine 30 to three 30. So um, getting it done was pretty easy. I mean, I worked at night as in a restaurant waiting tables. I would live with my parent, my mom at the time. So it wasn't like I had, you know, big rents to pay or, you know, I wasn't a single mom or, you know, I was just kind of floundering, right? you know, taking my sweet time. But then it was, then I like around 24, I started to realize when I started to think that I was actually pretty good at this, that I'm like, I got to do something. I got to, something happened. I don't know what it was, but it was like, okay, this is my career. Like I have to start treating it with a little bit more respect. Mm. And that's when I, I started really like, I guess wanting to be there for my client, you know, being present, showing up early, you know, uh, taking whatever I could get, you know, taking every walk in, taking anything anyone would throw at me and just learn as much as I could and just be the best employee I could. So even if I worked at someone else's salon, like I gave over 120%, like it was my own. And I think that is what changed the game for me. It definitely is. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Once you, once you get into the say yes mentality and not like, I don't have time for that. You know, once you get to say yes mentality, that, that, that opens up different opportunities and different doors. Yeah. Or once I got out of my own way and was like, I need to take everything that I can get, learn everything I can make every mistake I possibly can right now, because in five years from now, I'm not going to be able to make those mistakes. Right. Right. You know, it's funny. You said that, you know, you want to respect your career, but really, really what you were saying was I need to respect myself. Absolutely. You know, I, there was a lot, there's always like, you know, that negative talk in your head of, you know, what you grew up around or what, you know, those voices, like, you know, that's a stupid career. You're never going to make any money. Who makes money doing that? And I still hear people say that today, you know, and I, it, I, it is my job to school them because I'll be like, here's my tax return. <laughs> eat it nice. eat it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh she's talking like she could have a we could be her uh, stay at home uh, dad right <laughs> yeah i get like i said i know a guy <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> so when did you um so you were working for somebody when did you start to get into like um you know i want to get into like salon 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 Salon. Salon. Um, so I went to um I went to a couple of salons and I kind of like you said earlier, like you learned how to parent by learning what not to do, right? Right. So I learned how to salon when I go into all these salons of what not to do. I was around owners, not leaders. I had a boss, not a leader. They worked me like a dog and they worked me like a machine. So it was like almost I got punished for being really good because I was able to you know, pivot. I was able to double book. I was able to be really fast. I had the gift of gab. I had the personality. So I had like, they had this like, you know, really good asset here, but it was like, okay, we'll make her take everyone that nobody else wants to take. We'll make her do all the redos. We won't pay her for them. We'll make her work all the schedules. We won't let her have any time off because we need, we needed to have these people done. So I learned like, okay, this is not normal. Um, and then um, I was like, okay, I, I want to be a leader one day, but I just don't have the experience to do that because I've never been around a true leader. 
Um, so I decided at that point, all right, we're going to, I'm going to go into a sola and I need to learn how to run a business. If I can govern myself and be disciplined with myself, I, I know that I can do this again. I know that I can do it one day. I don't know when, but I'm going to go run a business in a sola. I'm going to learn how to run a chair. I'm going to learn how to buy color and make it profitable. I'm going to, I'm going to learn. Um, and I eventually did that after I left my first commit, I left a commission salon and then I went to a renting a chair and I learned real fast that you need to learn math, you know, consumer math to do that. Um, and then solas were popping up. We had one sola come up in our area. I called the lady um, and I went for my first tour and I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to sink or swim here. And then I signed the lease and I started, signed on a large double so I could double book, triple book. Oh, wow. So that rent was like 700 and something dollars a week. That's but, I had, but I had the book. Right, 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 right. But like did I had you, built. Did they, like from your first salon, when you went to go rent a chair, um, did most of your clients follow you to that? Yeah. Okay, so you you're pretty confident, then you know that your clients were going to follow you to Sola. Yes, I was really open with them, always. Like this isn't our last stop. Right. This is just we're going to just stay here for a while. So just let me figure it out. I don't know where we're going, but we're we're going to end up somewhere else. So so when you left the salon to to rent a chair, how did that conversation? Because you know there, there's we have a lot of listeners that are going to you know thinking about doing this, um, you know, what was that conversation with the salon owner or did you have one or did you just, did you put in your two weeks and, and leave or? So at that time, like in, there was none of that. You, you cannot tell a salon owner that you're leaving. Like there is at that point in time where we were, I think in the salon culture and the salon times, we were not allowed to really do that. It was unheard of. I mean, I knew that, okay. Uh, I need to get all of their information. Obviously, in a salon, if you guys have ever worked in an area, that computer is like a a, a vault. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you ain't touching it. You ain't going near. The only person that sits at that desk is the receptionist. No one's getting a number. Nothing. But what was coming out at the time, which was like early two thousand, like two thousand nine, Facebook was born. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to friend every single person that sits in my chair on Facebook. No one can stop me from that. I was way ahead of them. My owner at the time didn't even thought Facebook and social media was dumb. I was like, no, it ain't bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, you just, keep, and I, I was, I kept telling him like, Hey, we need to do this. We need to get on board with this. This right. is going to do something. I, that was like when the first generation iPhone had came out. So they were starting to intermix. So now here I have this phone I have this platform. I'm going to marry this platform. I don't need your front desk. Nope. You know what I mean? Now I have their people change their phone numbers. People change their houses. They change that, but they do not change their email addresses. Mm-mm. I have the same one since I was 12. AOL, baby. AOL. AOL, AOL baby. Yeah. Taliana 2020. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone hit her up. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even know the password. <laughs> Good luck to you. Um, but again, just making those connections. Now that could, I think maybe be part of the millennial in me mm-hmm. where now every one of my coworkers, coworkers at the time are boomers and they didn't even see this stuff coming, but those college students did. My clients that were young were in college and had Facebook. So now I made the connection. So I started just friending, like now these, you know, some of my clients that were older, they're, they're on Facebook because they want to see their grandkids. Right. So I'm like, now I'm enrolling them like, hey, are you on Facebook? Yeah, friend me. They knew my first and last name. They friended me. So it wasn't like I did anything shysty. Well, it's not shysty anyways. I mean, I, I think right. it's kind of, you know, speaking, I think it's kind of shysty that, that, that a salon wants to take advantage of your career, you know? I mean, oh, well, they, they would, they would, but I think that's I, different right. now. I just, I don't think, I just don't think it's, I, I, to say that you didn't do anything shysty, I don't think you did anything shysty anyways. I mean, you know, we, we have always been in the social media business, right? right. 50 years ago, we were in the social media business, you know, so yes. it's, just, it's just how it's evolved. Right. And how we share 
and how we connect. So with that being said, so I had all these people on Facebook. So when I, I told the owner, like, I would love to give you a two weeks, if you would let me, you know, I didn't want to burn a bridge that, I mean, immediately it was like, get your stuff and get out. Yeah. Oh my God. I was, I mean, I was prepared. I mean, half of my stuff was already in the car because I didn't, I knew it was going to take me long. And I was kind of like almost embarrassed around my coworkers. Like I I didn't want them to see me cleaning out my stuff or, you know what I mean? Like it just causes a rift in the day. It's the walk of shame, right? It's the walk of shame when you're walking out of the salon. You're you're walking a shame for doing something else with your career. Right. You know, and and they should be excited and, 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 you know, that they help build you and it's, it's this phenomenal stylist. And now you're ready to take on the next thing. Yeah. yeah in, in your career. And so yeah. they, they should take pride in that instead of taking it personal and being uh, well, I upset. Think, I, I think too, like that, that kind of like scarcity mentality is also, you, you were never, you, you were never this person that was supposed to be better. You, what you were was, it was a paycheck for them. Yeah. Right. You know, like, and I, and I get that. And when you leave and they treat you like that, that just shows that you are the paycheck. Right. You know what I mean? Because they weren't like, Hey, wow. Congrats. You know what I mean? Um, so I was cool though. Like it was, I was like, wow, I'm going to do this. So I just, you know, get in my car after I was just basically like kind of fired, but, um, Hey everyone, I'm going, I'm going to be renting a chair at so-and-so, uh, comment on this post. If you are interested in booking another hair appointment post. Boom, 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 Anyone that had an appointment with me tomorrow, your appointment still stands. Just come to this address. Done. Wow. My day went on as normal the next day. Wow. How long were you in that chair before you went to Sola? 10 months. Oh. 10 months and they had ownership like that? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, I, I'm so happy that the mentality of that is gone. Yeah. I mean, it's not gone all the way, but it's, I think it's for the most part gone. I own a salon and if one of them wants to leave, I, how can I help you? Right. That's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And when you give them, hold on. So like, like if, if I work for you, I want to get, I'm going to back up and then speed back up. If I work for you, like, would you like, you'll give me all my color formulas. You'll give me all that kind of stuff. You'll just print me out a report. Uh, my client, my staff has access to their schedule and every single person in it. And they're all friends with them on Instagram and Facebook. I mean, they don't even really need me. Yeah. Right. But yes, if they wanted it, I would. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just about creating friction where you can. Right. Yeah. Like I would be like, you know, I had one leave one time. I had one leave for a salon suite and I was like, you know, Hey, let me help you. You need to incorporate yourself. You need to go to this website. This is, I'll give you the reps numbers. If you want to continue using this, that, and the other, like I have nothing to be threatened about. Do you also recommend that they hire Nina Tulio? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So she's my, she's my secret weapon. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Was before this podcast. Right. So, <laughs> you go, so you go to, uh, so you went to your Sola. Yeah. Right. How long were you there? Four years. Nice. So you Sola said that- was great. Well, at 700 bucks a week, it better have been. Well, I mean, yeah, I learned a lot. I mean, I also I hired and I even went on, I took the risk and hired a full-time assistant. Wow. Because so I know that I needed to work efficiently. Yeah. So what yeah. was your weekly expense then between rent and between the assistant? So this is before Nina days, so I have no idea, but it was a lot. Um, so I paid the, I paid the assistant $12 an hour. And she worked with me like 40 hours a week. We worked a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, my color orders were probably anywhere, probably in the, I, oh no, you know what? I actually do remember one year in Sola, my supply cost was $47,000. Holy cow. And my rent was 25,000. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Right. There's 70,000 just like that. Boom. Done. But gone. Right. And that doesn't include your assistant, right? Oh, uh, nope, 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 nope. That was another 24. So you had a hundred grand. You had a hundred grand in expenses right there, right? Right. Mm, dang. But what? to know that I did it, could do it, and I and I profited. I mean, I didn't probably spend it the proper way, like with supplies. You know what I mean? Right. I probably didn't do the best inventory, so I probably would double spend or 
you know, and I'm, I'm a spontaneous spender as it is. I'm a tool and product whore. So, (laughs) you know, I'm going to buy whatever I see on the shelf that it says new, you know, um, but I was still able to live a really comfortable lifestyle with even those numbers, but because of the volume that I was doing and because of, I mean, my hour, I was the first one in that building and the last one to leave. And I'm not saying that's the right thing to do, but that's how I worked. Right. Cause I needed to build this financial momentum for myself. When did you, uh, yeah, I mean, four years, I mean, you, that's, you know, cause we've been, I've been at this, the salon suite that I'm at now for, um, I guess seven years, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I don't inside me. I, I don't, you know, I'm totally content and comfortable where I'm at. I never right. had a desire to open up a salon. I did in, in earlier, uh, but, uh, in my career, but I don't have it right now. But when you went into Sola, was it always in you that I wanted a salon at one point and I'm going to learn how to run my business first? Yeah. I, I mean, I have a few questions about that. Like, like one, you mentioned that, you know, you were looking for, for, for your culture, right? Like you were trying to find a spot for your culture. So, uh, and then you also said when you did, when you did the solar, before you went to the solar, you were looking for um, some kind of leadership. So, so I guess my two questions are when you did, did you have like what your culture was going to be in mind and how you could create that culture for other people when you started your salon one? And then two, it's a totally different um, beast of, of being in a salon by yourself or with one assistant than to be like a leadership of, of a team. Well, I figured at this point, like it had been so long where I had, I mean, I just kind of gave up on the fact that I was going to get a, I was going to get leadership. So I was like, I got to figure this out on my own. So I was like, all right, I'm leaving. And then I went into a Sola and it was like, there was two reasons why I thought to open my salon. It always was just like a dream of mine. Like, wow, I would love to have this beautiful place and have everybody create amazing work and just make a lot of money and just turn out good hair with an amazing culture with everyone laughing, listening to music blasting like it. Cause there are some times when you work in salons, when those days happen, right. even at the shittiest salon that happens because right. it's, it's the energy, it's the synergy of the client, the salon, the, the laughter, just that camaraderie. Yes. So I got to see glimpses of that and I loved it. And I'm like, why can't we have this every day? What does all this other bullshit have to come in? You know what I mean? So when you take all that away, that there, there, it can happen. So how do I build this? You know, how do I make that culture? So I had to really work on, you know, my own skill and, you know, how to run a business to be able to focus on those things. I didn't even know really what a, I knew that I wanted that, but I didn't even know what a salon culture was until I started listening to like podcasts like yours or meeting people like Nina, like having those things in mind before you start giving, having that game plan. You know what I mean? Right. Um, one of the reasons that really like catapulted me to want to do a salon is because in 2016, I had my son and I couldn't work like that anymore. So now I'm here with this book and this demand that I can't fulfill. So I'm like, okay, I have to do one of two things. I either need to literally raise my prices to the point where half my book falls off and I get new guests that want to pay these exorbitant amount of prices, or do I open a team offset some of my book, build others, and maybe eventually step back behind the chair and leverage this book out a little bit. I need help either way. Um, and then I didn't want to lose my clients because I, I have, I love them. And I didn't want to, you know, go from, you know, a $55 haircut to $125 haircut. It just, it doesn't make sense. So that's when I kind of got this spark to be like, okay, I need to, I need help. Well, I, I mean, there's, there's a million salon owners out there right now saying like, oh, you're looking for more time or, or, or more, you know, energy for your son and I'm going to open a salon. That sounds counter. That sounds completely counterintuitive. Yeah, it does. Um, but I figured I said one day that that would eventually help me step back. I knew in the first five to 10 that it, it, the first five years I wouldn't. But having my clients come and, you know, be able to go with some of my amazing staff members and get in when they need to get in and have a schedule that's more accessible has been a lot of stress off of me as well. So in that regard, I don't feel so bad about taking a day off every once in a while where before I never would, because if I took one day off, it would just domino affect my next week. So now I don't really have that problem. And I know 
that if I needed one of them to take them, they could do it. Right. Cause you know, kids get sick. I get sick. You know what I mean? I, I can't, I'm not a machine. And I, I started to realize that when I was in my solo for at the end, when I was like, Oh my God, I can't do this anymore. Mm. I'm physically Ill. like I'm physically getting ill from working so hard. So when did you open up your salon? Uh, May of 2019. Oh, snap. So you've been right. open for, you've been open for two years, but really just one year. <laughs> yeah. The Rona. <laughs> the Rona. He came in and just he tried to mess everything up. Well, actually you're in Florida though. So you weren't closed that long. Would no, you- no, no, no. It's a, it's a different world here. Right. <laughs> it's a, so you guys were open for, you guys were closed from like March till May. Like eight weeks. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I had just had my second son when we closed. I, my son was two weeks old when that happened. Oh, so that was kind of a, that, that kind of worked out. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> hey, when's, when's his birthday? February 19th. Oh, word. I'm the 24th. Oh, nice. So, uh, well, so I don't three- know he's a Pisces. He's not a Pisces, he's Aquarius. I don't know what he is. Yeah, he's an Aquarius, I think. I think he's a oh. 20th. So, so you, um, so you'd only been, you've been open for less than a year and then, you know, then you're shut down for, for like eight weeks and stuff. Um, I mean, it, it's, I, it'd be almost impossible to prepare for an eight week shutdown a year into a business. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole quarter. Yeah, no doubt. But this is the only, so when people say, you know, how do you come back from that? How do you come back from that? Or how do how do salons as a, as a whole come back from that? So the thing is, is like what I've, I've had my best couple of months there after COVID I've ever seen. And I attribute to that because we didn't, it wasn't one of those situations where we lost clients because they didn't want to come. We lost clients because they couldn't come. And then we're, we're at a place where these, when we do open, we are that only errand. So they got money to spend and they got money to burn. Mm. So when I came back June, I mean, I had never seen, I mean, my salon is only 800 square feet. And at the time I only had four service providers, including myself. And we turned out a $70,000 a month. Wow. Wow. High five on that one. Yeah, for real. But when you got back in June, were you working like you were in the solo? Like, you know, just, just grinding it out? Hell yeah. I needed to make up for a lot of time. I'm like, oh, we got to make up for those numbers. We got to make up for that quarter. Did you do anything during the eight weeks that you were off to try to like, um, to try to keep some kind of income coming? Um, I tried to do retail from home, but then I just got lazy. Right. <laughs> I was like, ah, I'm, I, I'm no one's coming to my house. I'm not driving anywhere. I barely even get dressed. Fuck this. <laughs> get on Amazon. <laughs> I'm tired. I don't even want to see anybody because I barely even brushed my hair for eight weeks. Right. Oh, that's hilarious. She's got just had a baby, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> She's got dreadlocks in June. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, I didn't. Um, I didn't. I wanted to be like, I mean, I was like everybody else. And I, I had said to everybody, even my staff, I was like, you know, before the eight week shutdown, it was like Christmas, right? So it was, you know, December, you know, we had Christmas, January, we were open, February, whatever. And they were in a season where we are. So they were all exhausted and they were all taking my clients because I was on maternity leave. Right. They were all like overworked, like a hundred percent, no doubt. So I was like, listen, everybody wanted a vacation. Here it is. (laughs) Enjoy. Right. Work out, eat, go drink, do all the things that you wanted to do. You got eight weeks. We're going to open back up and then we're going to hit it hard. And they were agreed. We needed that reset. But when you reopened, were you guys open a hundred percent or was it like 50%? Was it? No, we were, yeah, we were open a hundred percent, but we didn't do full capacity. So like we wouldn't double book. We did everyone. We, I moved, like I took the waiting room out of the salon. Like we spread the chairs out um, and all that. And we started onboarding like it's small. So we had to just, you know, we separate each other out and it was just like one at a time and they'd called before they get in. They you know what I mean? Just those, right. those protocols. But then as time went on and restrictions eased up, we were like, I mean, I, I could not, not double book. I was losing my shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I can't operate like that. 
<laughs> I, I feel you. Yeah. I, I, I am not one of them. I'm not one of those. There's nothing wrong with that, but I like, I cannot. All right. I'm going to slow you down a little bit, Dom, because I have a couple questions. So I actually, it's a retread of, of a question I asked earlier. So what was the leadership learned? Like, like now you're, now you're head of the class, right? Now, mm-hmm. like now, like now, instead of looking at the front of the salon, you're looking at the back of the salon and a bunch of faces looking back at you. So what kind of, what's been your experience with that? Have you done any like specific leadership type things? What have you learned about leadership and where did you learn it? So Again, like reading a lot of, I I started reading like a lot of like self-help books and I I started looking at myself because, you know, I'm reactive. Um, I have a temper. Um, I'm, you know, controlling, you know what I mean? So I needed to chill that out. I needed, I need, I needed to, when I started realizing that this was going to actually happen and I started having employees, I noticed that I needed to actually really take, uh, you know, look at and evaluate me. Um, But I wanted them I wanted to show people that they can make mistakes without worry that I expect them to mess up sometimes. And when they do, that's when the growth happens. I want them to feel safe. So I, I let them make, I, I want them to do what they need to do, but I'm always there just in the background watching and waiting to help. You do not hold on. Your personality type does not seem like one that's going to be in the background waiting. I let, well, I have to, that's why I have to learn to take a step back. You know what I mean? I'm learned. They teach me a lot. Um, I started having a coach like she, I mean, she really helped Nina really helped me understand how to lead a team. When did you, when did, when did you meet Nina? When did you, when, when did I was you- driving, I was driving back from some Disney trip and you guys are, and you guys are on, I was listening to your podcast and she was on and I swear to God, I almost like swerved on the side of the road because I needed to take this woman's information down. Wow. I was like, this is her. This is who I need to talk to. Everything that came out of her mouth, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And I knew that I needed to do it fast because my salon was opening in less than two months. And I knew that with all the things that I had put in place, I still didn't feel 100% about some of the policies and the things that I was deciding. I even felt like mm, something, I, this is still not right. I need help. Did Nina give I, you like systems and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when we had our call, we we talked. Um she sent me templates. I started in her owner's um, group, I, which total that gave me videos, templates, systems, things that just being behind the chair doesn't give you. So like somebody did all this work and now because she has experience being a leader, she was a salon owner. You know what I mean? She's done it and she was successful. And to have these templates and to have these uh, systems there for you. It, it was just such a relief to know like, okay, somebody, somebody else has got my back. Like I have my teams. Now somebody's got mine because my team comes to me with issues, but sometimes I need someone to go to with issues. If you don't have answers, like if I'm on your team and they're like, Hey Dom X, Y, Z, and you don't have the answer. Do you, uh, do, do, do you reach out to Nina or do you look if in, in within her program to see if she has something? Both. Yeah. But a lot of times like, Um, I will like message her and be like, Hey, you know, I'll bounce something off of her. Like, Hey, so this happened, this happened. What do you think about this? You know? And she'll like, okay, well you need to sit on it. You know, look at all of the scenarios here. Take a break. Don't answer to the next day. Like just pause, you know? And that's really helped me because, you know, when you, when you are doing it by yourself, you feel like you have to take care of everything right at that minute. And you said you're a reactionary person too. So it, yeah. you know, I mean, you want to respond immediately. So by you pausing, that probably takes great strength to not yeah, yeah. react. Hard. And sometimes I don't, and I have to come back and apologize that I didn't. Are you, um, do you use this for, uh, for, for at home too? I try. She had a little snicker there. Did you see that? I try. Right. I, I try. <laughs> like like, like, like try, being a leader in a salon, or do you think that you're a better mom, a better wife? Yeah, because it's, I mean, it teaches you patience all the time. Like when you're, I also look to my husband though, because he is very patient. Um, obviously, he's married to me. Um, he's really patient. He's really good at looking things 
you know, over. So sometimes he gives me advice and I, I take that from him and I try to take it from the places that I respect the most, you know? Um, but I think as a salon owner, even a hairstylist, like everyone needs help at some point. And, you know, with owners struggling the way they are right now, even with this, what we've been presented with, like, there are so many resources out there, just like you guys. And just like people like Nina, or there's different coaches out there that fit your vibe. And my advice is like, invest in yourself and take advantage of those things. It will never be money wasted. Well, I, I was going to say that earlier. I mean, listen, I have no idea what Nina charge. I have no idea what you're paying Nina. Worth but, every minute, worth every penny. Well, I was going to say, but it's probably like priceless, right? I mean, just for you to have somebody to bounce ideas off of, you know, even just by you going, okay, let me, let me consult with Nina. Like that gives you that little bit of pause, right? That gives you that little bit of pause where, okay, I, I'm looking for the right answer. I'm not looking for a answer. Right. And you have like, okay, you have like almost like a fallback, like someone that you can kind of just lean back and trust a little bit that knows that they have, and they, you know, that they have your best interest at heart Yeah, as well as your teams, but yours, mm-hmm. it takes you know, I, pressure off. Huge, exactly. That's the word I was looking for, like more of a pressure. And, you know, people ask even salon owners in my area, like, Hey, how did you build this team? How did you find this person? And, you know, just having, me able to say to them, like, listen, you need, I'm not qualified to coach you, but you need to go talk to this person. Or here's a podcast to listen to. Cause some people don't even know that you got like these kind of things are out there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised how many people uh, really don't know about podcasts. Yeah. I don't, I mean, maybe because we're in it or we're, we're like in that kind of uh, world, we don't really see anything else at all outside of it anymore. I mean, it's definitely changed. I mean, like, even like when we started this in 2018, like I remember having conversations with potential guests and a lot of our guests didn't even know what a podcast was. I kind of had to explain, oh, well, podcast, you know, it's, a, I had to explain what a podcast was. I mean, we don't have those conversations, you know, much anymore. Right, um, right. But, but, you know, and that's only been what a, a few years here, but yeah. you know, things are changing, but you know, who knows where we are in another three years, right? It, it, I mean, I think this is the most amazing thing to connect people um with whatever industry that you're in you know every industry has them um i feel like ours has been just like explosive with all the content out there so i i i think that if you are looking for some kind of like every vibe is out there whatever leader you are in a salon or even whatever industry you are you will find your tribe with a podcast no doubt yeah, and you're talking about, you know, uh, leadership and, and even other industries. Did you get a chance to listen to the Adam uh, Bradley's uh, podcast about leadership? Was it the, was he the one that had the steps? Yeah. Yeah. He had the teams. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We really, yeah, we, we, we really, uh, yeah, I really mean, the Adam one. Yeah. Talk about leadership. I mean, to me, uh, uh, we we've gotten so much love from that podcast about leadership because it's all, I mean, it's, it's all about team. You know yeah, what I mean? It it's, is. Yeah. It's all about. like. There's no, I mean, when you own, when you have a salon and you have creative minds, like it's very, it's, everyone is thinking something different all the time. And that's what makes a great team is having different assets from each person, you know, but the secret sauce is basically getting everyone on that same mindset. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, um, when you walk away and everyone's turned out amazing work, is happy, is financially secure, like there's nothing more as a like a, as a boss or a leader that I, I could want from them. You know, um, I think now salons are saloning differently. People are looking for more of a structured environment. People are looking for what what can we give these people? What like what are we bringing to the table to these? potential hairstylists and what are these hairdressers bringing to us we're like vetting each other now yeah more salons are looking for paid vacations uh education incentives uh 401ks insurance these are what these people want now do you offer a lot of those yes oh she wouldn't have brought them up if she didn't offer them tony come on i I had to ask (laughs) I had to ask. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Yes. <laughs> She's like, yeah, this is what they're looking for. We ain't offering that. <laughs> I'm not doing that, but <laughs> that's what I would look for if I was looking for a job. Exactly. Oh, my God. That's so funny. That, that's, well, first off, you know, you... I guess earlier we, whatever, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to forget that. So take me to like one of your like staff meetings. You have staff meetings? We do. Yeah. How often? Oh, I try to do it once a month. Yeah. And and so what does that look like? Like I know every staff, not every staff meeting, but I know that a lot of the staff meetings that I've been in ends up either being a bitch session or one person dominates the time. So how do you, how do you, what are you doing in your staff meetings? So what we do is like, I try lately, I've been trying not to do them in the salon. Okay. So the last one we went, I took everyone that we went to breakfast and, um, we got a a nice outside. How big is your staff? Just to kind of paint the picture. Uh, like 10. So there's 10 people from you to like your, your, your first, your first day assistant. There's 10 of you. Right. Right. Like eight. I think it was like, that meeting was like eight, eight. And I, and I encourage them to bring their kids because it's their day off. You know what I mean? Like I want it to be where it's good for them. You know what I mean? So I wanted to take it out of the salon. I, we went to a restaurant, it was outside. We all had breakfast and we eat first and, you know, joke around or whatever. Um, I also did our last meeting. I printed out an outline of what the meeting was going to be like. So just bullet points of what we were going to talk about and just stuff to keep us on track. It's keep it quick and efficient. Um, and we would go down those bullet points after I would make a bullet point. I'd be like, does anybody have any questions? Anyone want to suggest anything about this? And it's usually like an open forum. Um, at the end of the meeting, I will say, you know, is there anything and I'll make them do it out loud or if they want to, um, I give them the option. If there's anything that you think I need to improve on, you can say it now or sidebar me after this meeting. That's great being able to be open like that. If there's anything that is bothering you, please let me know right now or sidebar me. This is your time and this is our time to discuss it. So, I mean, you discuss it in an open forum? Sometimes, yeah, if they feel comfortable. Because sometimes I say it because you never know if the other person's thinking the same thing. Right. No, no. I mean, I understand that that's like, that's, that's, that's the goal of it. But you know, a lot of times if you, when you're actually sitting in that situation, are you going to bring it up? You know, there's been many times where you're like, I've bit my tongue. They do. They absolutely do. Um, especially like, because, you know, with this whole COVID thing, like with the masks on and the masks off, how do we, you know what I mean? Like that was a big one for a while. And when our governor removed the mask mandate, I, I knew that that was going to be, you know, rocky for a couple of them. And it it was. And, you know, we were able to kind of find like, hey, listen, if you want to wear yours, that's fine. Um, we'll, you know, for the first two months, if the client wants us to wear it, we will. We will we will like text them and ask them before their appointment. So they don't have we don't have to have those weird conversations when they come in and right. no one feels like pressured. And that really worked. And, you know, everybody was able to voice their opinion of, you know, how they felt safe or unsafe. And we were able to kind of find a solution without that round table. We wouldn't have been able to do it. Everybody would have kind of been just awkward. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. Volumes of, you know, like they trust you. Obviously, they, right. they feel that they can be open or they can uh you know say something without you um judging them on or reacting or reacting to to what they have to say i mean there have been times where i've like gripped the chair you know <laughs> where i'm just like but grip, but listen, gripping the chair isn't the thing you know it's like it's like it's not blowing up in their face because what tony said is so true is that it is at the end of the day it all comes down to trust right it's trust that you're going to be there for them it's yeah. trust that you're not going to kirk out it's trust it's trust that it's not going to be an uncomfortable situation because nobody wants to be in an uncomfortable and situation. you're going to listen to and hear what they're saying not necessarily right but sometimes like i have to trust them you know, I mean, there is those times where I have to lean on them for some things and I'm like, ah, oh, they got it. Like, chill out, Dom. Like you've taught them and you've, you, they know what to do. Like stop. You know what I mean? Like don't push, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I, I know that, I know that I'm not the only leader that feels that way. Right. I might be the one that says it, but you know, I, I definitely, and not every day is rainbows, but I would have to say that most of what I've created is pretty awesome environment being at work. And even with everything that has been thrown us the past couple of years, and I know that they're um, just from what I've been watching and reading, like there's a lot of salons out there that are struggling to find their uh, happy medium or their tribe or their momentum again. And 
you know, my advice to them is, you know, just do your, you know, do yourself, invest in yourself and, you know, get help, find a coach, listen to podcasts, you know, read self-help books, reevaluate the situation and look at yourself in the mirror. Like, are you being the best that you can be for these people? Because they, most people do want a leader. Right. If I say the word culture, what's that mean to you? It's everything. How is non-negotiable? And when, when you've set up your salon, what what was what was important as far as the culture that you brought in? That everyone can that that being a team like being a team player is non-negotiable. Like if you aren't willing to you know pick up for somebody else and you know pass the torch to them or to them pass the torch to you or you behind them, like you you're going to show up for your person. Like, if you can't do that, then you cannot work with me. You cannot. Have you had to I fire will. anyone? Uh, no. Awesome. Do you have these conversations when you hire someone? Yeah. Hire slow, fire fast. It takes a long time. Like, when I, like, people also, like, we operate sometimes as owners is that we operate out of fear. Like, oh, we need people. We need people. We need to get money. We need to get money. You know what I mean? But if you like, I talk to them on the phone first, or if like I'm betting a, a stylist, I look at their work on Instagram to see if they have social media presence. We have a phone conversation. We might have another phone conversation. They'll come in, hang out with the team a little bit, observe, talk to them, see how we work um, of our flow, how it goes, you know, kind of just, just sit there and observe. They might do that twice. Um, that could happen over like a three or four week period. So we know, A, if the person wants to be there. B, we know, like, how the other people pick up the vibe. Because <laughs> I even tell them, like, you have to fit with us as we have to fit with you. So you might come in here and be like, I don't want to do this. I'm out. Bye. And what? And have you had people come into your staff's like, mm, Dom, I wasn't really feeling it. Yep. Absolutely. And sometimes I, I've made the mistake. This is recent. I made the mistake of bringing somebody on that I thought was going to be a good addition. And all of them said, uh, Dominique, I think you should really think about this. Uh, I think you should really think about this. And I did it anyway. And they were right. Is that person on your staff anymore? What? Is that person no. on your staff anymore? I hope <laughs> no, not. <laughs> no, 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 no. She gone, she gone, she gone. That'd be weird if she's still on your staff and she hears this, right? <laughs> I, you know what? I, I oh God. You know, she, yeah, she's gone. And and I even, I, they gave me shit for that. They should, by the way. They should give you shit for that. Because- they did. And I, and I, and I, I was like, you know what? You, duly noted. I, I earned that. You earned it. Right. 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 I mean, yeah, like, when, you you were saying right. that, it, when you were saying that, it kind of reminded me of Caesar Milan. Like he always like, you know, takes the new dog and puts him in the pack and the pack, <laughs> lets, and the pack lets him know, like, if this is a good dog or not. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to tell them that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you should look up like oh, a Caesar Milan episode on YouTube and see right. if one comes up. <laughs> yeah. So we have someone coming in tomorrow to observe because I interviewed someone yesterday. So I'm going to tell them that I'm going <laughs> to say I'm going to throw you to the wolves now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See if the pack, how, how's the pack respond? Yeah. So what's your full staff look like? Like if you, like if you're, if, if you had a full salon, how many, how many operators would you have? Um, I would like to have like anywhere from like 10 to 15. Yeah. I 10 think, to 15? Yeah. I 800 think like, square feet? Oh, not right now. My event, my next one that I'm going to oh, do. Got I, it, got it, got it, got it. Um, I would like to have like, I would like to have one to two more. Nice. And and when you uh, when you said your next one, will you look to expand or will you look for another um, uh, another location? What either whatever comes first, whatever opportunity is able to come first, like whether it's like logistically or financially, like I really want to find I'm really looking at something else right now down the street, like a little bit more west. It's a new build and I've never done that before. I've only done one in an older build and renovated. Um, I would love to do a new build because where I'm at right now is, you know, it is only 800 square feet and I've renovated it like five times to try to give us the most optimal space and function, but there's only so much I can do. Right. Uh, but, you know, to bite off a full new build is is very expensive and it, it is scary right now to do that. Well, you're going to have to uh, refresh and listen to the Peter Mahoney uh, podcast <laughs> again. To, yeah, I am. You know, I'm gonna have to have. I'm gonna get a transcript for that and give it to an <laughs> attorney. We should do that. We should uh, create a, a, a transcript for that one. A record. Yeah. yeah. You know. Well, no, because then you guys and then you guys can charge. 
Oh, well. Oh, no. well, um, we give it away. We give it away. Yeah, we yeah. give it away. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away, y'all. You know. So I mean that, like, so you know. Then there's like also uh, next to my salon, there's a business going out, and you know, I'm not sure what she's gonna do. I had offered her like, hey, listen, if nobody wants to buy your spot, let me know. I'd be happy to take it off your hands and you know go through the wall. Uh, I don't know if she took that as offense, but we'll see. Um, but I, I I would love to go bigger at some point because I, I just I would like another bathroom. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's the tiny things. You know? <laughs> you know, I would like a place, not a total break room, but just somewhere where they can go and just chill for a minute because you don't have that. It's right, right. like a galley. Like it is like a New York-esque type of place. So you were saying multiple. Yeah, I would love to do like multiple, maybe one or two that I have now. Um, I don't know down the line, but I think that'd be like a lot to do multiple, but I would love a newer. Like I said, mine is really old. And um, when you're dealing with older buildings and like a lot of power in a salon, like we have, I mean, stuff does happen. And I mean, I've even spent money up upgrading our electrical panel, which my landlord doesn't include or help me with. And that's also very, very expensive. Right. So if people wanted to find you or needed to get in touch with you or whatever, how would they, uh, how would they go about looking for you? Oh, they can find me on IG at hair by Dom 22, or you guys can check out um, our salon, which is aura hair co on IG. And my whole team is on there and we would love to get your follow and connect. That's awesome. Dude, you've been such an inspiration. Th- thank you so much. We just, we love your story so, so much. We love you so much. Um, thanks for thanks. hanging out with us. Thanks for, uh, hope you weren't too nervous. You didn't sound too nervous. I, I was the one nervous a little bit there, you know? Yeah, but, uh, she's a hair boss. Sorry for the tornado. Yeah, no worries. She, uh, she, she, she definitely is a hair boss. So, so Miss Dom, thank you very much for hanging out with us. And thank you for joining us on your day off. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, share it with friends. Give us a rating and drop a review. To listen to all the latest podcasts, please subscribe from your favorite podcast outlet. And to stay connected on and off the show, you can follow us at Hairdistry on Instagram and all other social media platforms. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Peace and love.